Hello and welcome to The Lost Button, the podcast for young people figuring out their future life and career. I'm Liz. And I'm Connor. And we're here to help you navigate all the big decisions you have to make about your future and create a path that's right for you. Each episode, we're going to tackle some of the biggest questions and challenges Gen Z are facing about their future, from finding a job you're passionate about to managing stress and burnout. Welcome back to episode eight of the podcast. How are you today, Liz? I am super good, Connor. How are you? Yeah, pretty well. It's been a busy week. Did anything exciting happen for you? It did. Purposeful is in an accelerator program at the moment, which if you don't know, it basically means it's like a mentoring program to help you get your business from point A to B faster, basically. So we're in the process of if we get through to the next round, then we actually get a whole bunch of funding and more support. So the stakes are high. Wow. Um, We had to do a dummy run of our pitch this week. And on Monday, I I literally almost called in sick. Like I was so close to not going in because I hadn't put much thought into it. I'd been too busy and I was just worried that I was going to get heaps of criticism and stuff. So I I literally almost didn't go. And then when I got there and did it, the main mentor was like, that was the best one of the group. That was amazing. Like it was so good. And I can't believe I almost like robbed myself of that opportunity because it was such a good thing to start the week and I almost stayed at home and just would have felt sorry for myself. So yeah, that was awesome. Super exciting. Yeah, well, I think you just got to show up, right? And even if you're not feeling it on the day, that's, yes. you know, you just got to do it anyway. Secret to success. And what about you? Any highlights? Yeah, I'm a, as you know, I'm a big sports fanatic. I'm a big football fan, um, soccer. And basically, Lionel Messi, who's been at Barcelona for 20 years, just signed for Paris, Talk about the power of personal branding. PSG, the Paris team that he signed for, their Instagram following went up 5 million followers overnight just because of him. And, you know, getting 20 million likes per post, it's insane. In what sport was Soccer, that? soccer. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of this, you'll know all sports, Liz. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm going to be a sports fanatic like you, maybe. We'll maybe. <laughs> At least you know a bit more. So today we are talking all about authenticity, expressing your whole self genuinely, which is the key to really standing out from the crowd and doing well in job interviews and succeeding in in your dream career path. So I'm really keen for this one because it's my secret to success, I would say. (laughs) 100%. But before we get into the main content, your favorite segment, Liz, Would You Rather? I know you love it so much. So Liz, today, this is a tough one. Would you rather live your life in an authentic way but be hated or live inauthentically but be loved by everyone? It's a tricky one. Mm. There's only one purposeful answer though for me, which is to be authentic and be hated. And be hated, okay. I remember this speaker that I heard and this quote has stuck with me for so long about how far are you willing to go alone like how much are you willing to believe with just you believing in that thing which is often how I feel (laughs) with purposeful and being a solo founder it can be like a lonely long road but ultimately it's the more fulfilling one but don't don't know that I've experienced the kind of hate that maybe that question is talking about what what about yourself yeah I'd have to agree with you Liz I think certainly when I started posting interviews and content 
there were some hate like um i did a ted talk a few years ago and oh, even yes. that got five dislikes so <laughs> a lot of hate five but dislikes five, it did get <laughs> 40 likes but the, the there's internet. still you know like that was a very neutral topic it's like what's the future of work you know i wasn't giving any political opinions any major opinions just stats and still people didn't like it so i think you know there's just that message that people, some people dislike what you do no matter what, so you may as well live your life in an authentic way. Yeah, my takeaway is don't read the comments on YouTube about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Connor, let us know what are the key stats around authenticity? Absolutely, Liz. So, the first one is there's a positive relationship between being authentic and positive well-being. That means if you're living a life that's true to your values, you'll actually have a better sense of self. The second one is there's also a positive relationship between being authentic and job satisfaction. Yeah, okay. So, for example, if you're more of an introverted person, but you're being forced to do a job that requires a lot of public speaking, a lot of constant interaction with others, you're not going to have good job satisfaction because that's not being authentic to you. In the reverse example, if you're someone that likes to talk to other people, but you're stuck in an office cubicle and not allowed any breaks or social interactions, you're also going to hate that. The final one is this concept of emotional dissonance, right? So what this means is when you feel a different way to how you're forced to act, bring back to that job example, if you're working in a corporate job and you have to act in a really serious way, but you actually have more of a chill, fun-loving nature, you will start to develop emotional dissonance. And this is actually a predictor of sickness. So not being authentic will actually lead you to become ill and burnt out, Liz. That makes sense too if you think about it because you're disconnecting from yourself. So right. when you think about people that, especially if you've ever felt like depressed, it's literally because you feel really like removed from your sense of self and I think it's forcing you to behave and practice disconnecting from mm -hmm. who you really are. Dissonance. So, yeah, exactly. That's an awesome one. So moving on to more of a positive area, for you, Liz, when did authenticity and being yourself become important? Yes, I really want to make this episode about practically thinking about all those people that are looking to stand out from the crowd in terms of jobs and networking and applications. That was when it became really critical for me. I remember the first few networking events that I went to as a fresh 18-year-old and I'd introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Elizabeth, I study politics and like crickets like no one cares like it's it's a really standard and an unexciting way to introduce yourself and I felt like people wouldn't often hear me like I often um, was overlooked and so I was I kept trying to up my introduction so it was just like a little bit more interesting and a little bit more true to who I was so people would actually like listen to me and, and see my true self. So I'd say, hi, I'm Elizabeth. I, I work with startups and innovation, got a little bit better. And finally, I, I kept sort of practicing and trying new versions of it until I got to, hi, I'm Elizabeth and I'm on a mission to transform the education system. And even though that sounds kind of outlandish and extra, it was actually super impactful because then people would ask me, oh, why? Like, tell me, tell me more. And it would give me an opportunity to start telling who I really was and what I really cared about and I found suddenly I would form these more meaningful connections and relationships with people because I was being myself so that's when it first clicked for me that it was super important I know it's one of your values though too when when did it hit home for you yeah I think for me I've always really valued other people that are genuine so I guess 
when I went to the Leap Conference in year yep. 11, 2014, um, I was actually surrounded by a lot of people that were being authentic and weren't feeling judged by others or letting that affect them. Um, and then when I came back into the end of high school, I started being like, okay, I can be my true self and not really worry about other mm. people. But do you think that authenticity would be your secret to success, Liz? Yes, I would I would shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> it definitely is. And I want people to think about this in terms of, you know, say you're trying to find a job right now or just trying to get an opportunity, right? You're in competition with other people. Being authentic is the easiest way to stand out. It is just, it, it's super counterintuitive how most of us approach being competitive because we'll often do what everyone else is doing without even realizing. So we'll go, oh, I'm going to build up my resume. I'm going to get more extracurriculars. I'm going to make my CV look good. I'm going to, you know, all of these things that everybody is doing the same thing, right? And and I think that is a trap that we fall into. Whereas if instead you're actually focused on not building up your skill set, but building up your personal development, like investing in learning about yourself, being able to communicate your values, your worth, that, that is an incredible asset to have. And my goal would be for everybody to get to a point where you could write a whole book about who you are, right? You've got so many things and stories and insights about yourself that you can use that being authentic is something that's really easy. I will sort of like caveat that with, I know that being yourself is really shitty advice. Um, it's not, it can be really daunting, right? There's so many barriers that stop us from being authentic, but it is something I think you have to practice as counterintuitive as that sounds going against the it's going against the grain to to be yourself and to be authentic and not to conform so you've got to keep giving it a go and and showing up as yourself in spite of what how people might respond or what people might think yeah i agree liz i think a lot of people go through high school and uni trying to tick boxes because they think okay other people have done certain things Mm. i should follow the formula and we did talk about this in the value section as well, you have to really define your own individual values because they're going to be different from other people. And for me, when I went for grad jobs recently, the feedback I got was I didn't actually have a lot of consulting experience, but because I had sort of these cool other experiences with startups that I stood out. So I definitely agree that being authentic is the easiest way to be successful. And the important thing there is it's not that you had cool startup experience. It's that you did those things at the time because you were really interested in them genuinely, yep. right? Passionate. You were, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I need to do this to tick a box. If you've built up your resume with all these cool things, but you can't explain why you're doing them, then that's that's terrible (laughs) it makes them useless if you're like oh yeah i've been on 10 clubs but i just did them all because i thought it would impress you like that's not a story that's not that's not gonna help you stand out it's not genuine is it it's not genuine yeah so when's an example is of when authenticity has actually helped you to to achieve a goal i have a, a really great story here for me when i left uni i decided pretty soon in in after that process that i I didn't really want to go for jobs. Like I wanted to start my own business. So I didn't do a lot of interviews at that point, but I did apply for this one scholarship with a big consulting company. And I, unlike all the other people in the process um, who were swatting over case studies and exams and interview preparation, I did a little bit of that, but only to familiarize myself with it. When I went actually into the interviews, I my strategy, my approach 
was entirely to be authentic. So instead of trying to conform to what everyone else was doing, I spent time talking about my screw-ups, talking about, you know, the lessons that I genuinely learned from that, the problems that I was passionate about. And it meant that um, I got the scholarship in the end, one of two in across Australia and New Zealand. And I was in this room full of all these amazing people who just had, they had everything going for them, like everything on their resumes. They had and arguably way more than me in some instances. But the difference was I was genuine and I wasn't trying to be someone that impressed them. I was just being authentically who I was. And that was so much more compelling and captivating than someone that's trying to sell you on their CV. So that's been something that ever since then, I've really put it into practice. And honestly, it's been the key to so many of my successes since then to good relationships, to opportunities. Once you finally realize how that can work for you, it's an amazing thing to keep doing and keep practicing. That's such a great example because I feel like that lived experience is so much more relevant to our listeners rather than, you know, our stats and theories are great, but (laughs) that's a really great example. Talking about practical examples, we've got some tips and takeaways for the listeners. So, One that stood out to me from what you just said was the importance of values. I mentioned it just before, but your values define your personal brand. And then a second one, Liz, is the idea of an elevator pitch. So how does that work? Yes. So one of my favorite pieces of advice is in every interview, right? We've all been asked the tell me about yourself (laughs) question. Often the first question that they're going to ask, even if you can't guarantee what any of the other questions will be, is something like vague. Um, So if you practice your elevator pitch, which is 30 second quick one liner about who you are that stands out, that shares something that you're passionate about and shares more of your real self, guarantee that the next question will be, oh, like, tell me more about that or why was that? And so then you know that even if nothing else goes right in that interview, (laughs) you've got that opening that's been authentic and that's been who you are. And similarly, to have a really solid pitch to close. So like your final, when they say any other questions, have a really good final sort of sell of who you are and that's going to be memorable and not just fit in with everybody else. The final point I just want to add is the idea of gratitude and showing genuine appreciation for others. A great story and example of this is when I was doing a presentation to a school, afterwards I gave a thank you card to the teacher. And when I gave that card, the teacher actually got really emotional and said, this is the first thank you note I've ever received and actually framed it. And I just think that goes to show how it's easy to forget we don't always show that genuine appreciation for others and how impactful that can be, Liz. And we spend so much time caught up with, you know, what other people are thinking of and and more than ever nowadays, right, what we look like to others, that it means that it distracts you, yeah, from the things that are really important. And um, I think ultimately, if you can take nothing else from this episode, it's that investing in yourself is one of the most valuable things that you can do right now into being self-aware and learning about your values and who you are and then showing up as that as much as you can. Spot on, Liz. Now it's time for the lost and found. Even though being lost is a problem that young people across the world are facing, it can be easy to feel like you're the only one. Each episode will bring a young person on the show to share their story and the challenges they're facing about their future. Today's guest is our good friend Gia, a cloud solution architect at Microsoft and one of the most purposeful people we know. So Gia, welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. 
Wahoo. <laughs> Okay, no, I'm very excited to be here. That was the best reaction. (laughs) That was was really good. We're really excited because you have a great story and could you start by telling us about yourself and your journey to today? Absolutely. So my name is Jeranai Getnaksu. You can call me Jess really hard. So (laughs) I'm a class solution architect in data and AI at Microsoft. I'm originally from Thailand. You might already pick up my accent. I moved to Perth in 2016, and before Perth, I was living in France for two years for my bachelor's. And then uh, I finished my two master degree from UWA, one in commerce and one in IT. And you might think, like, why did you do like two <laughs> masters? Which is like because you love studying. Yes, I do love learning, not studying much, but learning. I love learning. But the reason why I actually did my second master was because I feel that Perth was my home. And if I don't do like if I didn't do that second master, I would be kicked out of the country, and that was purely it. And <laughs> and <the> honesty. <laughs> and no, and the thing is, well, the the lawyer then they advised me that oh, if you if you um, don't do second master, then you would have to um, get married with an Australian. And oh I only God. have three months in, on my visa. <laughs> so it it's not that quick to actually develop a relationship with somebody, right? Mm. The bachelor is longer than that. Like, <laughs> exactly. TV show, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So after uni, after I finished my uh, master of IT, um, it actually threw me off guard a little bit because I spent seven years at uni, right? And I knew that, okay, in the next, let's say, three, four months, I would have four units to do. I would have a set of things that I need to complete. It's all structured and set for me. And then when I finish uni, all the worlds open up. There's like so many possibilities. And I was confused, like, okay, I got a job at one of the startups. And I was like, I was so confused. I don't know how to, I guess, compose myself in the real world, (laughs) like how to be an adult. And it's actually got me a lot of stress, actually, because I didn't know what I want. And I thought I I knew what I want when I already finished uni. I knew that I wanted to work in IT and this is absolutely a place to be, but I was still lost. Like mm-hmm. Anyway, so today I feel that I was a little bit lost as well, but not so much <laughs> because I think like um, finding yourself is a process. Like it's not, it's not you find yourself and then it stops and then you say, okay, this is it, this is my life. But as you evolve, and as you grow up, you will see that, okay, there's going to be a lot of crossroads that you have to go through them. And that's when you're going to find yourself again. Yeah, it will never finish. Yeah. Totally. It's like a constant process. So important to understand that. And I'm really interested for you, um, you know, that is the path that you walked. But was there like a path that was written for your future? Or was there something that people expected you to be? Because today we talked lots about authenticity. So keen to hear your experience with that. Yeah. Actually, that's a good question. Well, looking back, when I was younger, because every time when I say when I was young, (laughs) everybody at my work, they'll be like, oh, I thought you were still young. But okay, anyways, when I was younger, there were so many expectations from so many people and I couldn't even hear myself. And I didn't even know that I couldn't hear myself. I was expected to fit in. I was expected to be quiet. I was expected to not be an independent thinker because I'm from Thailand. I was also expected to fail and not to actually get into uni because I didn't really do well at high school. High school for me, I don't remember any good memories 
it was like jail for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that I got out and I got through it. I was also expected not to only do well. Once I I achieved something, there was also expectations about okay, you can't just do well. You have to be the best, and sometimes even more than the best. They'll be like, oh, you only get second place at uni. Why don't you get the first place? Mm-hmm. And when you get the first place at uni, no, you're not actually competing in the right environment. <laughs> those those people are not in the same league as you, and that was like like the expectation will never end, right? Of other people. And okay, the last expectation is about leaving life in the linear milestone. What I mean by that is, okay, um, I need to finish uni, I need to get a good job, and then I need to get a house, I need to get married, I need to. Um, get pay a taxes. car, get pay taxes. Exactly, I need to pay taxes. And I need to get this and that, and then I die. That's it. That's a linear milestone. But I don't think we live in such time anymore. It might be in the past, but I think a lot of things has changed. And I know that a lot of young people also agree to it. Just that sometimes they, they might not say it out loud. It's something in their head. But let me tell you, you're not the only person. I feel that too, okay? And there were a lot of expectations on a lot of people, right? And I thought that other people's expectation was what I wanted. And I was wrong because it was so noisy. They were telling me every day that was the information that I received every day, right? But now that I have a freedom and I can think for myself, I didn't want most of it. I just want to have a sense of wonder and explore my life like explore the world Mm. and I think that point you said the end there of living an authentic life that's something that I definitely I look at your life now and I see that you're a very genuine person and you like to be honest and you are living now your authentic life what do you think that life looks like for you in the future like what are your goals and what does that authentic life look like another good question I think this is really difficult (laughs) to answer I just want to live well eat well and feel well so that I can support others at my best. Um, because when I feel shit, sorry, <laughs> I can't be there for anyone, right? And not even my family, not even my friends, not my customers, not my community, not even there for myself when I feel shit because that's just all over the place. It sounds simple though, like this ambition or this like what am I imagine my, my, my life would be in the next couple of years. But it's actually ambitious because there's a lot of things going on in here, right? I want to live well. What, does, what do I mean by that? I want to live well for myself so that I get enough challenges to feel comfortable and grow out of my shell, whether it's at work or sport, like I, I train for um, the half Ironman and my family. And I, I can manage to fit these aspects into my daily daily life and juggle it. And I feel that I am progressing in life like a little by little every day. So that lives well for me. And then eat well. What do I mean by that? I eat nutrient food, healthy food most of the time, sometimes, you know, unhealthy food, KFC, McDonald's and all those things. (laughs) And there's no restriction of what um, I can eat, more of eating in moderation. Am I doing it now? Not really, because I've been on what do they call it, keto diet, because I want to optimize my performance and stuff like that. And I just put a lot of pressures on myself. And now I'm learning how to eat in balance again. Mm. It's so freaking difficult. But anyways, um, that's, that's, that's my ambition. 
And I want to feel well. Last aspect is I want to feel well, meaning that I want to feel excited every day, looking forward to leave and looking forward to to do what I need to do, right? And to be grateful for um, what I have and the people that I have in my life. So that's a three aspect for me. It's it's ambitious for me because I find that balancing all all of these three aspects are challenging. And it's progress, not perfection, right? Like you said, I I really am interested in this question for you because you are one of the most purposeful people that I know, honestly. And a lot of people find it really difficult uh, to hear the advice. Just be yourself, like be authentic because we're so worried about what other people think of us and so many expectations like you've talked about. How do you actually snap out of that? Like what's been really important for you in terms of maybe um, maybe it was someone who like a mentor or something that, that shifted your thinking or what sort of changed you from conforming all the time to being authentic and just actually being able to embrace who you are? I guess... I wouldn't say that there's that one single life-changing moment. It was more of multiple series of things, multiple advice, multiple podcasts that I listen to when I go for a run, multiple conversations that I have with people that I meet in daily life. But I think like when I get all of those information coming into my brain, there will be time for me to reflect and evaluate where am I in my life, right? Am I, what am I doing in my life, like with my life? And sometimes, you know, you think that you already on top of the world, you're achieving a lot of things, you are um, going places, you're taking on the world. When I actually do the reflections and based on all those conversations that I have with other people, like all those wise words and wisdom, I was just like, no, actually, this is not how I want to live my life. I've been lying to myself all these while because of all the achievement that I got. And that's not sustainable. I wouldn't say that it's sustainable. And well, I can say because I have achieved quite a number of things. And that's when I know that it's actually, well, there's a diminishing returns of happiness when you associate happiness with achievements. So I wouldn't say that it's that one life-changing moment, but I am an open-minded person, although sometimes I get really aggressive when people tell me things and I didn't even know. But that, (laughs) like whatever they say, it's stuck in my brain. And when I actually go out and compose myself or like when I go out and, and reflect during my run or whatever, like during my day, then I would reflect that and then process all those informations and then I accepted that there's still a lot of room for improvement. I need to work on it. Yeah, it's a journey, right? And I think what you said is really helpful because a lot of people listening to our podcast may think there's a light bulb moment or one day you'll wake up and you'll work yourself out, but you've shown that it's a journey over a number of years and I think that's very normal. The last question I want to ask is what advice would you give to your younger self, maybe your younger self in high school who was trapped into conforming to other people's pressure and expectations? What advice would you give young Gia? Okay. Can I give two advice? Of course. (laughs) Okay. The first advice with being trapped in the high school years and all the friends that you have in high school years, I would tell young Gia that there's a bigger world out there. You like a little tadpoles in the pond when you are <laughs> in high school. And then you grow up, you become a frog. And then you're jumping all over the place and the world, the whole world opens up for you. It's okay. Like it's, 
I know that you need to conform and you need to find your place. Like you need to fit into your school environment, but there is a bigger world out there, and that's okay if you don't fit in just yet, and you don't have to. The second advice is, Gia, there is a um, urgency in time because I think that is the only thing that we can ever get back. Time, right? And make the most out of it. Make the most out of every opportunity that ever been given to you, because that is the only way that you will figure out whether this is what you want to do or this is or, or is what you don't want to do. So that would be my two advice. I'm so inspired by you, Gia, and I'm really, really grateful on behalf of everybody for you sharing your story with us. You have so much wisdom, um, and we'll definitely be getting you back on the podcast if you don't start your own, but <laughs> before that. So thank you so much. It's been awesome to chat with you. Thank you for having me, Liz and Connor. Thanks, Gia. Goodbye. Peace out, doggy. <laughs> Liz, I absolutely loved our chat with Gia. She is awesome. I'm so inspired by Gia and she may not know it already, but she's honestly one of the most purposeful and authentic people. And I think just she's full of so many golden nuggets of wisdom that it's incredible that she's learned so much in, in her short life so far. It's amazing. Yeah, she's highly quotable, isn't she? I really liked her symbolism of high school and you're like tadpoles and then you grow up to become frogs and you explore the world because I think a lot of people when they're in high school they do think that that's the big world and that sort of defines them so it's really good to have that example of how she's able to find herself after school. And I thought it was incredibly wise how she talked about she detained all of these traditional ideas of success and that was critical for her because it actually demonstrated to her that no I, I can do these things but it's not actually what I want I'm doing this because of what other people think and conforming and fulfilling other people's expectations of me not because I'm living in a purposeful way and that's such a brave decision to make um, especially if you are really smart and traditionally successful it takes a lot to step away from that and just follow what you're passionate about and what fulfills you so go Gia Thanks for listening to The Lost Button, a podcast helping you figure out your future one episode at a time. If our stories hit home for you today, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share with a friend. Head to our website to get career advice from The Lost Button, sign up to our mailing list for more practical tips or check out Purposeful on Insta to be part of our community. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today, the Noongar people of Wajak country. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Thanks and have an epic day.